Uh, <clears throat> oh, that was a non-starter. Welcome to episode number 62 of the Music Video Land podcast brought to you by your super amazingly good friends. Your be- the type you, where you'd consider, you know, maybe you'd want us to be the best man at your wedding, but then, you know, then at the last, you know, then you decide not to, or, you know, so we're in the frame there. We don't get to be the best man, but we're in, in the running. So it's, um, uh, my like I said, my name is Adam Fairholm, and then uh, with me is, uh, as always, is Doug Klinger from the amazing uh, Boynton Beach, F- Florida. Um, Doug, how are you doing? Super good, Adam. Uh, Sixty-two was my football number in high school, so hmm. super important. This is uh, a lucky episode for you, then. Been looking forward to this episode. I've had it circled in my mind. Well, 62 is, has no special meaning for me, but I can get on board with it being a special episode because uh, in this episode, we welcome Mr. Ellis Ball to the podcast, who is a director of music videos, and we wanted to talk to him because uh, we saw a music video that we really liked, and uh, uh, by and he J, made it. And he made it. He directed it, correct. Um, called the, uh, the song is called Breeze Blocks by Alt-J. And uh, it's a really fantastic music video, and um, uh, Ellis is kind of in an interesting part stage in his career where he's, uh, you know, he's made music videos before for um, for other artists, and then this Alt J Breezelox video has really, um, you know, catapulted his career, and and uh, we're gonna hear a lot about what it's like to be in that transition between um, someone who's you know making music videos for a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. As uh, as Ellis says, out of his own pocket to somebody making videos for you know ten thousand, twenty five thousand dollars. So it's a really interesting interview. I agree about how it being yeah, that it's interesting. And um, so before you listen to the interview, definitely go check it out his page is in the show notes. Um, definitely check out uh, Breeze Blocks by Alt J. That's the video we spend most of the time uh, talking about. And then interview will be coming up in the second half. Of our podcast here, but you know, we wanted to, you know, the, there's an interesting thing about Breeze Blocks by Alt J, and we came across it on uh, a site that many of you may be familiar with, and as, that is Reddit.com. I dug your Redditor as well as I am. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't like labels, but I do frequent the website. Well, your your official name is is content director, so should we just not label you at all? So we just call you Doug. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't like labels when they are associated with other websites, hmm. like Redditor. All right, fine. I love labels. Bring them on. Give me label me whatever you want. Well, you, box, you I'm, box I'm, me what in. I'm trying to get at is I'm not trying to box <laughs> in anywhere. I'm trying to get is do you go to Reddit? That's I have. I've visited that website. <laughs> it's a fun site. Sometimes there's cool pics, and other times there's boobies, and I like both. Oh man, if you know where to look, there's a lot of boobies. And for people who aren't familiar, like the one. Or two people who are familiar with Reddit listening to this podcast. It's a, a, um, a site that's gained a ton of popularity in the last year or so, which is really when I, I mean, it's been around for a while. I remember in 2007, 
2008 or 2006 2007 it used to be dig was the big social news site and reddit was kind of the bastard little brother who didn't look as good and remember they had um it's another name guy who designed reddit or designed uh dig and it was like the the really cutting edge site but now it's it's reddit by by a long shot and um people submit links and and it's very simple they just they they vote them up and yeah if you want to know more about reddit visit (laughs) reddit.com You can find that link in the show notes. No, you cannot. <laughs> um, just uh, just go to reddit.com. And that, but like uh, like we said, we came across this on on Reddit, and um, we'll put that link in the show notes too. And uh, you know, somebody posted this link to the Breeze Blocks video. The title was "All J Breeze Blocks Seriously Need to Check This Out," and it got uh, fourteen hundred seventy one upvotes in the subreddit Music, which is pretty good for that subreddit. Um, that means it was probably on the first page of that subreddit, which oh, yeah. is that's it, what it's all about. It was on the home page, front page as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what. So if you're not familiar with Reddit, that's basically how it works. If you you get, you submit a link and it's either upvoted or downvoted, and the more upvotes, the higher the higher it is, the more the more the higher it is on the site, the, and, the more easy it is to find. But the other piece of this is really important is the subreddit because there's different subreddits organized around different things. So you, and this the video became popular in particular in, uh, and you subscribe to the subreddit. Some are bigger. Um, so the music subreddit has um, one point, roughly 1.6 million um, subscribers. Um, mm-hmm. While the most popular subreddit, I believe gone wild um, has, Actually, only has two hundred and eighty-seven subscribers. What was I thinking of? I was probably thinking of Pix, which has you know two point five million. But anyway, you can have really small subreddits like because there's, there's sub- also music videos, which is smaller than music. Right, music video subreddit only has let's see here, it only has around eight hundred subscribers, which is relatively small. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the music video uh, subreddit um, because there are a few different places that will point you out if you want to check out music videos and Reddit where to go. Um, but it's it's an interesting, you know, more and more a lot of um, you see news stories a lot that that cite Reddit as their source of where things become popular because it's a place where where little things out in the internet be, can come and a lot of people can see them and be commented on. And one of those things definitely is music videos. And if you if you go back to our blog not too long ago from earlier this month, um, there's a blog post that I we did called "Where Music Videos Meet Reddit," and it kind of I um, I talked to um, a director named Gaysar who um, whose Reddit screen screen name is Chewy Guru, which is very important to note. And um, yeah, he he um, you know also had had you know kind of was uh, you know in a similar stage in his career as Ellis was, and he's you know was kind of using Reddit as a way to get his video out there. And he also had lots of success through getting his video on Reddit. But I, I do think it was for different reasons. Um, yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that? Because the, the whole gist of the article was that, and I remember when this came out, it, it was that the title was, I mean, the, the only thing that people really see, if it's not an image and there's not a preview, especially for a video, they see a, a title, which is just like a, you know, a sentence, basically, that you have to capture people's attention. Right, and so in this particular case, um, the title um, was a little bit of like a background on the video, and it was like, "Hey guys, I made this music." Uh, the the liquor st- the guy at the liquor store said he could rap, so I made this music video for him, which kind of um, you know it tells a little bit of the story. In in Ellis's case, it was just like, "Check out this cool music video." So there was no like other other 
kind of influence to get people to view the video. Some some claim that it was that title that made it seem like it was just some random guy rapping that they originally watched that and the and the song was called Words That Make You Feel Good by the band The Caravan. And so people were claiming that the, the only reason they watched that video initially was because of that backstory that was included in that Reddit title. That's right because you know it's interesting um I think that you know social tools like Reddit um they whether you're doing it you know for like the caravan video where it's the actual director putting it up or it's somebody else putting it up there's a little bit of a marketing flair that come comes with this I mean um and I'll use an example of the music video subreddit which I, as I mentioned is not too much of a popular place I mean they do get um you know visitors and things like that but it is um, 854 subscribers to um, music videos, and you know when you get that n- amount of you know numbers, there's not a lot of differentiation between what people are really what's really popular in the subreddit and what's just been put in there and just doesn't have any upvotes. It's like the most upvotes you know I can see on the front page here is seven. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is not. Uh, you just get seven of your friends to get exactly it right to get it on the front, but and then what about on the what about on the music page? Well, the thing is, is that music videos has a specific um, the music video subreddit has a specific uh, format you need to follow for the title. So you mm-hmm. can't put in something like the caravan, like like a little bit of backstory on it. All you know, you put in the artist, the name of the song, and then the um, the genre of it. Um, but then you know, you go to um, like as you mentioned, music. Which has you know 1.6 million subscribers, and you know right now we have the Mountain Goats this year music video actually at the top, um, and that has 1,400 upvotes, roughly the same amount that uh, the um, Alt J Breezeblocks video got. And what about at the bottom of the fir- of the front page for music for music? Uh, that would be six six upvotes. Six upvotes. So yeah, that was a point that uh, Gaysar made in the um, in the interview. Was that he he knew that on the music subreddit or uh, that despite the number one having you know maybe high numbers that the it, it's not tough to get on that first page and being on that first page is still a big deal mm-hmm. even for you know six upvotes that's really not that's not a thing yeah and, and the thing is is that um, you know even though there is a specific music video subreddit when people are linking to songs on here i think you know this is a topic we covered in in a long past podcast but um you know when you think of you know like the utility site for music videos on the web that is definitely youtube that's where it, all the video gets dumped basically and when you think of an audio place on the web there is no youtube for audio so most of the links here for songs are um YouTube links. If you look down the front page right now, they all have the little YouTube, um, you, you know, logo there. So more often than not, they're getting linked to the music video. More often than not, it's usually just somebody who just uploaded the music video. It's not the official one, um, but but there is a, a big element of music videos to the music subreddit. Oh, so you're finding people are posting stuff to Reddit that's like not the official embed, and like they're maybe trying to uh, send traffic to like their own channel like stealing content type of thing no i don't think so um you know there there are certain situations that arise especially with older music videos where mm-hmm. it's somebody uploaded it but it has so many views that i, I that i found this a, a few times um where like uh this mountain goats video for this year uh 
it is not uploaded by you know the name of the user isn't like mountain goats official it is the real muffian who i'm sure is not really anybody associated with the mountain goats but it, it has a three hundred thousand views and it has the um it's monetized so it has the buy you know the song from google play amazon mp3 and itunes so but it's not it's monetized with like also ads on top no okay so yeah so then that definitely is because if you see ads on top that means that the uploader is making money but the buy on google play that's just google play using this illegal upload as an advertisement Right, and then you look, look, click on a video for TV on the radio, Wolf Like Me, and it's it's very obviously someone taped this from the TV and they put it on here. Um, so I don't know how much there is people trying to get traffic to the YouTube channels. I'm not really sure what they'd be benefiting from that. But um, more often than not, you're li- they're not looking to just like those you know YouTube videos where it's just pictures of the artists fading in and out of each other. Um, it's the actual. But you're also video. not you're also not finding like Vivo using this or at least like 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 uh someone who's an an artist who's got a vivo video is often not self-promoting through reddit you know i'm sure there you know that's the thing that uh dig had ran into as a problem if you remember there's you know we could spend hours on the downfall of of dig but it all stemmed from a, a redesign and um this was in 2009 i believe 2010 and what happened was, along with the redesign, they they, they uh, made it easier for people who are content providers, who are the official kind of guardians of that content provider, to, to kind of shovel their stuff into Dig. So if you had an RSS feed, for instance, uh, for a blog or really any RSS feed that you wanted, you could just shovel that in. So what people really didn't like about that was the fact that when they were looking at, you know, let's take an alt, the Alt-J thing, um, you know, the title is, you know, you guys, seriously, you need to check this out. Obstensively, you look at that and you assume that this is somebody not associated with Alt-J. It's not his manager or anything like that. You're looking, you know, it's somebody who's a fan of this video and wants to show you this. So, no, you're not Which saying... Which is at the core of what, what the social bookmarking sites like Dig and Reddit are supposed to be about. Right, and that's that's one of the main things that I think brought Dig down, because you started seeing a lot of things, you know, like, f- from blogs and stuff like that, they're promoting their own stuff, and the whole idea of it was other people would decide what we, you know, what the community was seeing. So, you're not seeing a lot of, you know artists or you know pr managers for bands going on you know going in and and saying official video from blah blah blah. it's 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 people who either made it in the case of the caravan video um and and it's ostensibly a low budget kind of thing where it's a grassroots thing or it's a fan and i guess um in in the case with um ellis and alt j they just lucked out that their actual embed got linked they definitely did luck out of their actual embed got linked because right now Alt-J Breezeblocks is sitting pretty at uh, just over 3 million views, which is uh, definitely not anything to sneeze at um, in, in uh, YouTube numbers. That's huge, especially for you know a, a more low-key band like Alt-J that's really starting to, to make their name. And the, with the way that on Reddit that things spread so rapidly, it's not like something that could be you know, you know, fixed after the fact. You know, something's on the first page of Reddit for a day, and that results in three million views or something. You know, that results in a whole bunch of traffic, and then that's not duplicated again another day. So if they get that link fixed later, it doesn't matter. All the traffic already got went to the other place. Exactly. 
Um, so, you know, it's a really interesting place to, to, um, for music video promotion and actually to find music videos as well. I, I just wanted to briefly point, um, listeners to a few places where they might be interested to check out music videos. Number one is, uh, the music video subreddit, although it is small, you know, everybody should definitely go and check that out and making it bigger will, you know, increase the, the value of that subreddit. And then, but it does have, we find a lot of great content in there. There's some people who are submitting great stuff. Um, another subreddit that I, I find is really great for music videos is r slash uh, kpop. Kpop, no dash or anything like that. Um, of course, that's a great subreddit. Because, um, as you might know, if your friend, it, actually, Cy just did a Reddit, ask me anything. Um, there are a lot of Kpop uh, videos that are being made, and a lot of them are really interesting. And um, on this subreddit, they clearly mark um, music videos as MV, which is a term that's very common in um, mm-hmm. Asian and uh, the, Asian and European countries as signifying a music video. Not so much in America, but they'll signify it as MV. So it's really easy to pick out the music videos, and they're almost always to the official embeds. It's so funny that, because like that's, is that how you say, like, do you still just say music video if if you're in <laughs> Korea? Or, or do you say something different? But they're just like, no, MV though, still. Like, they're just like that westernized. I'm not sure if they have a... a um... A word for it. The 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 letters MV are definitely the signifier for music. Videos. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like an official, officially recognized. It's in like the constitution. <laughs> and then the, um, the a, Korean constitution. That's how I know everything about war, national stuff. And then you'll you'll find a lot of. Um, uh, other K-pop is a really big subreddit, but you'll find a lot of other you know music genre subreddits have links to music videos. But then I would also encourage you if you are a subscriber to our music, our slash music, to go on. And if there's a crappy embed for a music video where there is a better one, say maybe submit it to film to uh, IMVDB and uh, and then put that link up there because after all, that is one of our goals to find the the correct embed for all of our videos. Exactly. So with that, you know, I, you, Doug, you, I remember you, you, uh, you t- oh, we did a fantastic job, but um, you and I both enjoy r slash cringe. Oh, dude, it's the worst slash best. Now, there was a music video that it made its way onto, well, first of all, there's a lot of just, not music videos, but musical performances. I guess you could say r slash cringe, just so people know, r anything's r slash anything is like a subreddit about that particular topic so you can only imagine what r slash cringe would be about and and include Mm -hmm. it's uh things that make you cringe and one of them is the uh video games uh music video remember those kids it's a a very it's very much in the same vein as a rebecca black friday um Mm -hmm. blackout band by blackout band i saw a uh, play video games I saw, I think I saw, well, there's some good music videos you can find, anything you can find there, but if you could find a music video on r slash cringe, then you found yourself a gem. Oh, definitely. If you find anything awful, just submit it there. But in terms of non-awful music videos making their way to Reddit, I think that uh, the director of All J Reads Blocks, uh, Mr. Ellis Ball, who we have on the podcast, um, has created something that is really neat. If you haven't seen it, it is... Um, a backwards music videos and any fan of music videos have has seen a, a backwards music video like the classic example of uh, the scientist by coldplay 
Um, but uh, this one is different. It's really uh, an involved story that, you know, through it being backwards, um, doesn't just kind of r- reveal something, but there's there's a definite uh, sort of plot twists that happen in reverse. It's difficult to explain, but go check out the video. Um, pay attention to it. Um, and the song is also fantastic, which, which helps. Um, and like I said, check out his page. It'll link to, be linked in the show notes. Um, and, uh, and Ellis is at a place where he's transitioning from doing lower-budget music videos to higher-budget music videos. Um, he has some really interesting stories about the journey from you know uh, his earlier career to where he's at now, as well as where he's going. So without further ado, uh, this is our interview with uh, music video director Ellis Ball. I'm Ellis Ball, and uh, I am a music video director right now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you want? Wait, what do you mean? No, like, that's it. That, that's, my, ex- uh... that's it. That's exactly. Did I do it? it. Yeah, you I did. Test it. The test? One out of one check mark wow. for the first box. Pretty cool. <laughs> so we're done now, right? I can hang up. Exactly. Thank you for joining us. Cool. Um, it, well, one of the videos we wanted to or uh, talk about uh, the. One of the ways we initially came to kind of take a look at your your director of videography is the Alt J Breeze Blocks video um, from earlier this year, and um, that was commissioned through Radar Music Videos. And you're the first music video director we've uh, we've talked to so far that has had a music video commissioned through uh, Radar. Um, and I was wondering if you could talk us through what that process is, is like how did you get in touch with them and 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 what was the process like from you know getting in touch with them initially and and to getting the alt j video um well i uh i don't know where to start the story let's see well basically i uh, i decided two years ago that i wanted to be a music video director um and i didn't know uh i had some friends that were in bands and stuff so i was making videos for them but i wanted they didn't have any budgets or anything, so I, I was trying to figure out ways to get like budgets um, of more than like you know fifty dollars or a hundred dollars of my own money, and uh, <laughs> so I so I stumbled upon uh, Radar Music Videos. I think I found it on um, uh, the blog Boom. You know that art blog? Uh, uh, I th- oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like six uh, or seven zeros or six. Yeah, or seven yeah, hours. yeah. Exactly, and. Um, I, they have like a list of friends, uh, friend sites, and so Radar Music Videos was one of them, and so I went to that and I checked it out, um, and so I had been on that site for like two years, Radar Music Videos, and I never won anything, and I had uh, I had written treatments. I mean, I didn't really even know what a treatment was, but I had written what I thought were treatments <laughs> for uh, so many briefs, uh, and, and so real quick, the way that that site works, it's actually um, really great for. Uh, anyone who's not a signed music video director, um, and the way it works is it's 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 just like, um, like how real signed music not not that, uh, but anyway. So yeah, you get they they basically they post briefs um, that either labels or bands put on there, and they have the budget and they have what the the artist is looking for and everything, and uh, and for like a monthly membership, you can um, you know you can send treatments to as many briefs as you want. Uh, and so I had done that for a while and never, never got any bites. But I think that's because I was sending like really weird 
uh, text documents that didn't make any sense. They were just like my like rambling thought process. <laughs> uh, and so I think that's why no one no one wanted to do anything with me. And then what changed uh, for the LJ video? Was that a, was did you take a different approach to the brief? Um, well, it was a couple things. It was one, I, I kind of took a little hiatus from radar music videos and I was doing other stuff. I was working, uh, at MTV for a while and I was, and I started, I took, I just started making more videos for these friends bands that I was talking about. So I sort of, uh, beefed up my, 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 uh, like reel, so to speak. And uh, so I think that was one. Now I wasn't just some guy that was like, I think I can make a video. <laughs> Uh, you know, I actually had evidence of using a camera before, and uh, and then for the Alt J video, uh, I just I think I I just wrote a, a more concise, clear idea that was like very uh, easy to understand uh, instead of like these weird rambling, esoteric like I don't know what I was writing before. But was there, this one, yeah. I was just gonna say, was there something that that like kind of did you just realize like maybe I should make these a little bit clearer or did you yeah. kind of get some guidance or some some advice on on how to write a treatment no I didn't get any guidance um, at all I, I was totally in the dark and I think that's one of the hardest things uh, just as a music video director starting out is that you're totally in the dark about everything um, but no I just I got lucky basically that the the concept uh, for the alt J video is a very sort of simple concept you know it's like murder backwards reveal at the end <laughs> Uh, and and so like I basically just like broke it up into three sections and and it just it, it wasn't really any kind of stroke of genius on my part it was just the uh, the the nature of the video that I was trying to pitch and then yeah. and then and then from that point like uh, you know you don't have you, you didn't have much experience with the process of like writing a treatment and and then you know getting the bid and and then doing the music video but as far as you know after the point. It, uh, is it about the same as it would be on any other bit of a music video, or does Radar Music Video kind of stay involved in the process? Um, what happened was I got, uh, yeah, I just got an email from Radar that said that the the label really wanted to talk to me, and I was like, R really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I had, like, forgotten about it. I didn't even, because uh, there were, like, you know, 45 uh, bids on it, or, or treatments written. Because you can actually see how many people submit treatments, uh, and then they just put me. They just gave me an email address to to email, uh, and that was it. And so then I emailed the label and started talking with the label. Does that answer the question? It does. Uh, yeah, or Doug can speak. It was Doug's question, so yeah, I can yeah, pop it, in and be like, "Yeah, they answered it." Right. Well, yeah, and so and then, but then from that point on, it was just you just dealt directly with the label and the band. You you didn't deal uh, with Radar at all. Yeah, it was just yeah, I was like sort of uh, actually was sort of uh, yeah, I just like start yeah, I just dealt with the label myself, and then uh, and then I was like, oh, I should probably get a producer, huh? And uh, <laughs> like the, my this my DP who was like the the DP for the first time on that project, and I was like, he's like, you, you don't have a producer yet? I, like, I don't know how to do anything. Uh, so yeah, I had to like find a producer and a production company, and to because the label was like, so how are we gonna get you this money? Um, and I was like, can you just send me a check? <laughs> no, <laughs> we can't do that. Uh, yeah, so I didn't know anything. It was really hard. But it's definitely, you know, it's like anything you learn as you go. And what, how long was that uh, Was that experience? How long did you have to kind of learn the ropes of what was going on? Uh, like a week. 
Oh wow. Okay. So that was it was quick. Yeah, it was really quick. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, I won the video, and then it well, it was like I got the. It took like two weeks to actually get it awarded after that first email that was like they want to talk to you. It took two weeks of talking and like skyping with the band and and all this stuff. Um, and it was really hard because the band was the band and the label are in London. I'm in New York. The management was in L.A. So any like you know any kind of decision or thought took two or three days to to go through because of uh, time zones. But so after but then once they awarded, they were like, okay, we need a rough cut in one week. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty pretty intense. Now about the the concepts of the video. The video has been, you know, extremely successful. I mean, you're up in the millions on YouTube. It would, and um, how we initially picked it up was on Reddit, uh, which is we're noticing is an increasingly, um, you know, good venue for music videos to gain popularity uh, through Reddit.com. Um, I wonder if you talk about the concept a little bit because you're 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 wading into territory that is it's it's sort of a like a uh, a mode of music videos like you know like Coldplay the Scientist and other music videos that have gone you know done a sort of a backwards story. Were you thinking yeah. about those, that kind of tradition of backwards music videos and how you could add to it or 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 what was your thinking on the concept? Um, no, I wasn't. Uh, I, I wasn't really. Thinking about that, the only like uh, media that I was sort of thinking about after I came up with the concept was Memento, mm. um, uh, and I, you know I love anything by Christopher Nolan. But uh, um, no, I actually had completely forgotten about, uh, even though I did know Coldplay, The Scientist, uh, but I had uh, completely forgotten about it until uh, after um, I actually saw there was a comment on the on Vimeo from Shinola who did a video for Coldplay. And they said something about like this is like like fuck the scientists. This is the best backwards video. So that was pretty easy <laughs> comment to get like you know on the second day of it being out or something. That's when I was like, oh, maybe people are gonna like this because I didn't know. I had no idea. Well, Instead it's um, yeah. I mean, it it does. I, I mean, there is a, a much more complex layer to it than something like the scientists, which is a pretty uh, relatively you know straightforward video. Um, yeah. And you have to kind of get. I mean, it's it's you have to watch it really to, to get into that. Um, you know, how was it like? You know, kind of setting everything up to to shoot to kind of communicate a, a you know relatively complex plot in a backwards way. Was it more hard, harder than you thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah, it was pretty difficult, and I wasn't very confident as a director either um, on set. And it was my first set with like a crew and everything too, so uh, it was really hard actually to to communicate because communication is like the thing you know, that I had to, uh, that I realized was like my, my weakest, uh, area in directing. Uh, and so it's the thing I've been working the hardest on. So especially for this to be the first project with a crew and a DP and, uh, producers and everything, like, you know, trying to t- talk in terms, it was, it was very complicated. Cause like, you know, anything, I mean, like you can tell people a story forwards, but when it comes down to then when you're doing shots, it's like when you want to push, you have to actually pull, and you you know when you want to, like it, it gets really like the, it, gets, it was really frustrating, and everyone was really confused. So I sort of just realized I can't explain this to everyone. I just need to tell people to do things, uh, and and I just need to trust because I was the only one that could think about it completely backwards. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had to sort of do like a translation process, you know, like they had to think about it forwards and then in order to think about it backwards. Um, 
and, and so like my DP Pat Scola, he he was the the closest I think to, uh, out of anyone who who like fully understood it. But he still was like sometimes sort of like wait 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 wait, wait what are we doing? How, how is that? <laughs> you know. Um, uh, it's it's an interesting concept that you brought up about about how you know now that you their budgets have increased you're you're able to get a crew involved in it and that kind of increases your role as a director you're now having to do more things as a director um, well when- it, it's interesting it actually sort of uh, takes away things because before I was I was the whole crew you know I was the the director the shooter the editor sometimes the actor uh, you, know, you know the producer everything um, and then all of a sudden it it, it changes it to um, where you're doing what an actual director does, but no one, you know, I went to film school, but I still never learned what a director does or, or is. Um, and, and again, you sort of learn that on sets and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm still very new. I'm still very green. You know, that video was only what, like eight months ago. So it's like, I'm, it's not like I'm any kind of, uh, crazy ex- seasoned director or anything, but, uh, you definitely like, you know, it's it, it's sort of weird realizing like, oh, the this this role on a set is like you don't touch anything, you just you just use your mouth, and and make people do things only through words and gestures, which is really weird. Especially I mean, if it's a union crew. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm interested about you know because this is a you know the the you've mentioned that this is the largest budget that you've worked on it again and 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 um uh, was there anything. Is there anything else that you've that, that has come that, that has been a surprise to you as a result of having a, a budget of this size? Well, it's funny because it wasn't even very a very big budget. It was like it was six thousand. Um, so you know, it's sort of a small budget as far as uh, not small, but it's like you know that's like on the low end sort of of music videos. And um, I was. Uh, ecstatic because it was you know the biggest one before that was I had a thousand dollars that I got on Kickstarter for uh, Blackbird Blackbird music video and um, I was like six thousand dollars I can do anything I want <laughs> and then I think what surprised me was how six thousand dollars doesn't get you anything uh, you know and we had to like pull in so many favors and uh, you know pretty much we got the camera for free and uh, it, you know it, it just like blew my mind how quick them money goes and then I'm, I'm learning that again because I just did a, a project for 25000 a couple weeks ago and again I'm like 25000 I <laughs> blow up a building or I can do anything with a helicopter and then it's like oh you got to pay people and you got to rent all this equipment and it's all of a sudden it's like you can't do anything you do it's like it just it's crazy how quick the money goes you are signed to Doomsday Entertainment now which which is a, a company that we we uh we know well. How how did that uh, uh, come about? How soon after all the LJ video came out did uh, um, were you signed to that? And uh, did you approach them, or did they approach you? This is a long and see <laughs> tale that I'm not going to get into, but I will vaguely talk about it. Um, basically, after Alt J, like so, it it exploded and did really well, and I was like totally ecstatic and I, I, I was really on top of the world and I started getting uh, contacted by various well it was, it's interesting because so I'm like friends with um, a lot of people in the music video community um, like the Daniels and David Altabelli and um, just from like college and stuff because I went to Emerson and they all went to Emerson and um, 
So they sort of introduced me to, to various uh, production companies and stuff. And I started having meetings and going through stuff. And I really, and I thought I, I was sort of like the, the hot item, you know what I mean? And I thought that I was going to, I thought I was going to run this city. <laughs> and then I was like so stoked and it, it was going, you know, I was like, I thought I had all this uh, power and I thought I had all these cards in my hand. And then it sort of um, just went away. Uh, you know, I was like writing treatments uh, for big budgets and stuff. And, and then all of a sudden everything just kind of stopped. And that, this was like, you know maybe two months after uh, Alt-J came out, maybe three months. And so then all of a sudden, the whole summer, I was just like in this like dark period of like, oh, no, I blew it. I had my chance, and it's it's over. And, uh, you know, and I thought I was going to have to go back to, I don't know, shitty jobs that I was working. Um, you know, and I, I was really kind of depressed about it. And then what happened? I don't know. Oh, I went to the Vimeo Festival. Uh, I saw you guys there. And uh, and I was hanging out with Daniels, and and it sort of just came through like uh, everybody knowing each other and like hanging out and meeting all these people uh, that then they ended up recommending me to Danielle at Doomsday, uh, and then Danielle and I were talking for a long time, and then um, uh, and then she signed me. Sorry, that was like it's cool. No, it, it's funny though that you that you knew all those those guys, and then that you told me that uh, nobody taught you how to write a treatment. I feel like you had like all of the uh, amazing treatment writers of the world right there at your fingertips. Was it was it something that you were intentionally just like trying to, uh, you know, trying to like find your own way, or or um, were they just like screw you? I'm not gonna help you with anything. Like that, they're all such nice people, um, but. <laughs> I, it was the thing I didn't with treatments. I didn't even know that there was like a way to write treatments, so I didn't know that it was something that I was doing wrong. You know, I thought it was just like, oh, I have these ideas and I'll just write them down and people will understand. It was just me being lazy, I guess, and not being, oh, yeah, people are going to need like, you know, reference images and I have to sell it and I need to talk about all these other things. I can't just like say like a weird plot and people are going to know what it's going to look like, you know. It, it did, at the video awards, didn't the Daniels they did like a treatment writing workshop. The irony. Did did they? Oh, where they they yeah they had that thing where they showed like a bunch of their their tre- like with the the boobs and the. <laughs> so you mentioned that, uh, um, and I and just for the people at home who are concerned, I was not at the Vimeo, Vimeo awards. Doug got to go, but I don't get to do cool stuff like that. Um, you mentioned you are working on something that's that you know from six thousand dollars to twenty five thousand dollars. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? I assume it isn't out yet. It comes out on the twenty third, actually. Oh wow! Uh, uh, yeah, it was the first project that I got through Doomsday, and uh, it's for the band Walk Off the Earth. They're, they, uh, um, do you know them? They're they they kind of they they got famous recently for. I mean, they have been around for a while. But they just like blew up for doing uh, a cover of that Goat Yay song. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then they were on Ellen and and all this stuff. Um, five people, one guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I did a music video for them, and uh, it was really cool. It was fun, and it plays with time. It's a performance video. Um, we shot that in L.A. Uh, like two to, uh, three weeks ago, I think. Maybe, yeah. And was it a smoother process now that you'd gone through the process of doing the the Alt J video and figuring all those things out? You know what? It was smoother, and I think it was just that I felt like 
I finally was, uh, after Alt-J, I kind of felt like legitimized, like I didn't feel like an imposter, um, because I always felt, I never called myself a director, and I never, even though I was like directing stuff for a long time, I I didn't feel like comfortable in that role, because I, you know, and um, so now with like Alt-J being like, you know, like blowing up, and, and then like getting signed and everything, I felt comfortable calling myself a music video director and bossing people around, and uh uh, so it was a lot smoother because I was a lot more confident, and I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like I was. Um, I felt like I belonged there, I guess, and I felt like, you know, when I made a decision, people, um, I, uh, like they, they, I didn't feel bad having them like respect that decision, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I used to just feel very awkward, like telling anyone what to do, because I'm like, who am I to tell you anything? Because I don't know anything, and. <laughs> And that, yeah, that is a that's a tough position for a director to take. When you're like, you should do it like this, but do whatever you want. Honestly, who am I to say it? Right. <laughs> but now it's like, and now I sound sort of like pompous or something. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I just I realize I'm like, okay, that's that's actually my job. Like, I need to make decisions. And, and, and I was one, I was wondering about you. You know, you talk about the Alt J video blowing up and. Um, you know, and Adam mentioned that the first time we saw it was on Reddit. I was wondering about the promotion of that video. Was that something that you were responsible for, or is that something that you got help from um, the label and stuff with as well? Was, was that like a, a like you know, we just put it, it on Vimeo and they put it on YouTube, and uh, it got a Vimeo staff pick, and so it, it you know when you get a Vimeo staff pick, you get like an instant fifty thousand hits on Vimeo. And then on uh, YouTube, it just did well on its own, and the band was sort of steadily, uh, they were just on this sort of meteoric rise. When I got the video, they had 6,000 likes on Facebook, and now I think they have like 100,000. And it's only been like, you know, seven months, eight months, whatever. Um, And so, yeah, they were just on this like steady climb, and people were discovering them, and and that was like their only uh, video at the time. So I think when people went to look for the band, they would that video everything just sort of worked to you know all at the same time and then it did it got on like it got on a slew of blogs and um uh it just sort of like yeah posted on it got featured on um huffington post i think that's right it was yeah huffington that's not a lot of music videos get on there i've seen i've seen one some you know once or twice a week maybe so that that is uh that's definitely uh got picked up a lot of places uh, yeah, it did, and I, I had really nothing to do with it. I just sort of was watching and taking screen grabs. Uh, <laughs> way. Now you mentioned that um, you know we're talking to you at a time or a time you know right after kind of a transition for you from you know you mentioned doing videos for like you know hundred dollars of your own money um, to you know the six thousand dollars to the twenty five thousand dollars from not being signed to you know being um, you know uh, represented by doomsday um, so there's definite trans transition there and when we talk to uh, you know something that we've dealt with in you know at IMVDB in terms of the database is you know sometimes directors you know looking at their videography and saying you know, I only want to show everything, you know, on my page or whatever after making that transition, you know, you know, not anything from when I was doing, you know, smaller budget videos. I mean, do, do you feel that way about, you know, 
your your sort of canon of work? Do you kind of embrace everything, or is do you f- do you find you know the you know breeze blocks and onward to be more you know your official videography? Yeah, that is a uh, that is something I think about, or that I'm on both sides of, and I and I oscillate back and forth. And I've had this discussion with other directors, and it, it's something that's like. Uh, I really don't know, and uh, and it also goes like you know if you make a bad video, do you do you hide it? Do you show it? Is it something that's like part of your canon now? Is it you know it's like I I don't I really don't know what the right answer is, and like sort of part of that too is like what do you put on your Vimeo? What do you put on your website? What do you have like you know what is the I don't know it's. Because like you know, back in the day, people would just make videos and they would just go on TV and then they'd be done. They just you know, and they just you could put whatever you wanted on your reel to get the next job. But now it's like everything is there forever. Um, it's very confusing, and I don't know. I just sort of right now have I don't have enough to like make that decision. I only have like you know, my website is like what like six six videos, five videos or something. And then I have weird stuff that I did like before I was making music videos, like weird comedy skits and uh, like takeaway shows of my friends. And um, so I just have it all on because I don't know. I don't know. The internet never forgets. Yeah, the internet never forgets. It's crazy. And just and just for the record, you, you the your um the videos you did before All J are are great videos. I, I didn't want to or didn't mean to imply that you you should disown anything, but it's I I always find it's an interesting question because it does come up a lot. You know, we we have directors who say, "Can you take this off the site for me?" or or you know, "I only want my you know pr- professional stuff," quote unquote. Um, you know, in you know being shown to the, to the world basically. In a year, I'll do that. But if I did that right now, my website would have one video on it. <laughs> and I, I mentioned before that that I did take a look at your visualize.me because if you have one of those, then I'm definitely going to find it. Um, but the one thing I wanted to ask you about is in your interests, uh, you list backup singing alongside um, mu- music videos. Are, do you have a history of being a backup singer? Well, uh, I was in a band when I first moved to Brooklyn and... Uh, and I and I was a singer in it, and but it was sort of like three uh, singer songwriters. Uh, actually, you can probably find that if you want. It's, they were, it's called Stamp Collectors. I think we have two songs on our MySpace. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, my the one of the other singer songwriters in the band, uh, Kimmy, her grandfather was a stamp collector, and uh, so we call ourselves Stamp Collectors. But um. So yeah, I just uh, I don't know why I put um, oh and then oh you know why I put and then so and then the other guy in the band Eric Emanuelson he has a project right now called Grand Lake Islands and I did uh, a lot of the backup vocals for for that project um, so you can you can go to Grand Lake Islands dot Bandcamp and um, hear my high my high pitched backup vocals on that. And for listeners, you'll be able to find that in our show notes. Definitely, we'll put that in there. So now that you, you know, so now that you're signed and and you you're repped by a, a you know, Doomsday and everything like that, it, are you just like getting a, a kind of a continuous flow of 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 songs now from from your rep and and you're just writing on them all, or or have you not seen much of a change from that perspective? 
I think it's changing. Uh, so I started with Doomsday in um, August, uh, I think like early August. And so I started writing stuff and I was pretty much then I was trying to write on as many as I could. And it ended up being like one, one out of two. I would like every other one I would write on or something. And it was mostly just because of like time and um, like, or, or like my ability to come up with an idea. But, um, and then, uh, and I was writing on everyone and then, and then, so I wrote on, I think 15 and then I won the, uh, the one that I just did. And then after doing that, I think I got really picky. I, I think I've, I've become, uh, I, I think I'm way too full of myself now because I think I'm like a, a professional director. <laughs> so picky with the music. Um, but I'm also getting better, not better, but, um, just like tracks that are more in line with my musical taste now too. I think just because um, they're starting to get to know me and they know what I like, what I'm turning down and what I'm taking and stuff like that. So I'm starting to get, uh, you know, like I was getting a lot of music that just wasn't quite my cup of tea. Um, uh, the, the project that I did though is sort of in line with my sensibilities. But um, nice. yes, now I get, I don't know, uh, I get a bunch of tracks a week and yeah, I spend a lot of time just like staring at the wall, listening to the same song over and over and over. on Reddit where this guy outsourced a music video to, to India. Did you see this? Did you see this? I did see this. He's a great job creator. He, well, I'm not sure. He's actually from Hamilton, Ontario. So oh. um, nothing, there's nothing to do with America. This is strictly an Indian-American, an Indian-Canadian uh, thing. Political issue. Yeah, remember, 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 here we go back again to 2007 when that guy's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, came out and everybody was talking about getting an, uh, a virtual assistant to do all their virtually assistant-y things. Um, usually Is it in, in India? India? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. India. Yeah, the, I, had, I, I worked um, for a company and the boss, the original boss of it, he, he like, that was his Bible and half oh, the company no. was... Half of the company was uh, Indian. Oh my god! It was awesome. That there guy, was there Tim was Ferris, there was that's his name. there was six people with with the name Deep, and the, and they, it was men and women, and they all had the name Deep. It was weird. Now people have a lot of mixed. I have mixed emotions about that book. I I personally think it's a complete uh, scam, a pipe dream, if you will. Um, but um, anyway, this guy his name is Drew Smith. And he has a song called Smoke and Mirrors. And, and he, he decided to, as I said, outsource it to India. And uh, what he got back was really strange. Um, in, and of, you know, the, in and of itself, the images don't really match with the music video. We'll put it in the show notes. But um, it's a lot of scenes of, it's shot nicely. It's a lot of scenes of Indian, you know, dancing that you might have seen if you've ever seen, ever seen a Bollywood film. Um, but there is, you know, even if they just kind of didn't even, it looks like they didn't even listen to the song. They just kind of made it. But what what happens, ends up happening is there's this, you know, kind of, 
ironic detachment from the images and the music that people try so hard to do on purpose. This seems to be happening in a very um, natural way. So I thought that was an, that was an interesting thing to do because people outsource so many things. Mm-hmm. Is that your pick of the week? No, it's not my pick of the week. Um, do you know what is your pick of the week? Of course I know what my pick of the week is. It's been all week talking about, thinking about my pick of the week. And then, um, and then finally, I have uh, a time to reveal it to everybody. In the you know, so let's have it. You want me to go first? You should go first. Okay. Um, so my pick of the week is by a director that we've talked a lot about on the podcast because he's having an awesome year, and that is Mr. Anthony Mandler, who has directed some pretty big music videos this year. You might have heard as, as Long As You Love Me by Justin Bieber, one that we've previously discussed in the podcast, National Anthem, and one of my previous picks of the week, Ride by Lana Del Rey, as well as Starship by, Starships by Nicki Minaj, and that's all just in 2012. And the video that is my pick of the week is Carry On by Fun. And um, Fun is a band that did, they did an album in, in 2009, but I think they came into the national collective consciousness with uh, their song in February, We Are Young. Doug, I'm sure you, you're aware of this song, correct? It's my fave. And uh, with it, their album is just huge. It's actually a really fantastic album. I, I really think they're a great band and this is the third single off of that album and then the single is Carry On and um, uh, Mandler also did the music video for Some Nights which is the second single off the album um, but Carry On is a much kind of slower kind of building song it's you know it's more of a ballad than Some Nights or We Are Young and um, you know I find in this point in the album um, it's sort of like the, uh, I can't remember what they call it, the certain type of show in the middle of a TV season where it's the, it's the lower budget one. Um, but I find something similar happens to bands where they, they tend to do like a tour kind of video or a quicker and easier video, um, you know, after they've done a few singles and they're doing another video. Um, so this mixes the concept of doing something that's not conceptual or not narrative or anything like that, but... All, but um, mixes it with that with making it a really fantastic video so the concept is that um the guys from fun are basically just around new york city kind of it's like shot in you know quasi documentary style where you're seeing them just kind of um you know after a show or like during a show or just kind of um being together as a band so in a sense it's, it's a kind of a tour music video um, but there's also, you know, a little bit of a documentary aspect to it because Fun has had this, you know, this kind of ridiculously successful year and they're kind of dealing with, you know, you get the sense they're kind of dealing with that fame a little bit. Um, but they're celebrating it, uh, which is, you know, really fun to, uh, to see. You know, a lot of videos, when they do like a tour of music video, when the artists had a lot of success, um... Especially in documentaries, you see this. I remember the Keen, um, uh, can't remember the name of the documentary of it, but it was about their American tour where they had all the success. But it, the whole thing usually is about how it's weighing down on their shoulders, and they're not dealing with it well, and it's sort of you know breaking apart the band in a way. Um, but this is something where it's a lot of positive reinforcement. You get a sense that the whole success of 2012 for them has been 
a really positive thing, and it goes really well with the song. So that's it. It's a fun uh, song. Is Carry On, directed by Anthony Manmeyer, and it's one of. Uh, it will definitely be in my top ten, if not top five, for the end of the year list. It's just a really fun video. You got you, you got a lot of jokes today. I'm pull, I I wrote that one. I was writing that while you were doing that, while you were doing your pick of the week. I was like, all right, what would be a good joke? And I was trying to come up with a a pun using Mandler, and there wasn't any. Hmm. So my pick of the week <laughs> is, is uh, by a man uh, by a man named Danny Brown, and the song is called "Wit It." Mm. And it's directed by Bijou Altamarino. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty close on that name. I practiced a lot because it was a difficult one, and pretty much all names are difficult to me. So if I'm if I'm even close, you should be impressed, world. Uh, this video is great, so so you should watch it. It uh, stars Dan- the aforementioned Danny Brown. Um, he is in a variety of places, a strip club, which is not an unusual place for, to find him. But he's also found in uh, these awesome kind of clip art, clip art collages um, that include kind of like alien ladies and chandeliers and stuff. And I, I read somewhere that they were inspired by old No Limit Records album covers, which I completely um, believe. Because if you remember the No Limit album covers, it would just be... Um, you know, the artist in No Limit just photoshopped into a ridiculous, like, mansion that looked completely fake with, like, 11 cars in the front. <laughs> there was, like, like, different lighting on them and, like... Yeah, it would just look completely fake. And also, they were all... And it, there would also just be, like, diamonds everywhere, diamonds all around the edges and stuff. And also, No Limit CD cases were like their own kind of cases like they weren't jewel cases they were made of like this kind of plastic kind of um and they were all different colors they would be orange or white or green it wouldn't be like a clear plastic jewel case like you're used to and and you'd open it up and there would just be advertisements for every other album that ever came out ever on no limit records and every album cover just looked the exact same way um just like kind of pasted together clip art of mansions and chandeliers and and it seems like that was a a large influence in this beautiful danny brown music video that i'm recommending you check out doug Klinger, pick of the week doug Klinger stamped approval pick of the week heavy stamp sound effect that's a good one we'll use that (laughs) so that's it for us yeah that's it you don't have anything to say about my video okay a great video um <laughs> thanks thanks for the approval hey you didn't say anything about my video of course i did we kind of run in different uh what do you mean i said it was a fun video i don't have any good puns for mine it's this is a this is a this is a danny video hmm. uh, is that the name of the podcast <laughs> no i mean Alice didn't say it. Um, oh, it has to be someone in the interviewer said that the interviewer said that's right. We can't be like, hey guys, check out my in joke podcast. <laughs> you're on the podcast, and you're not even cool enough to be in our in jokes. Woo. 
So that's it for episode number 62 of the Music Video Land podcast. Brought to you by your friends at imvdb.com. And I should encourage you, if you are a person in the music video industry, search for yourself on our site. Somebody may have added you or you may have added you through a site. And what you can do is you can take over your profile. And every single day we are uh, um, adding more controls to your profile. Actually, just today or just uh, Monday of this week, October 29th, we lost, we um, launched a whole bunch of new controls to your profile. And we've got a lot of things planned in the works that I think are going to be a lot of fun for people to manage the database and, and, and help us manage this gigantic uh uh, store of information that we're trying to comb through and get organized. So check that out and uh, also do the Twitters, the IMVDB on Twitter and, uh, and Facebook.com slash IMVDB, I believe. But most importantly, take over your profiles. Take over your profiles and, um, and put, emails. Put, a, put up some pics and, and your location, mm-hmm. some vids, other half words. Whatever you do, do it half-wordy and lots of smiley faces.